What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Alright, guys, what's going on? It's Thursday night, and the Knicks have finally reached their peak, it seems like. We were really fighting in the last game, and and we were able to come away with the victory, eight wins in a row now. It's really something to really be proud of as a Knicks fan. We haven't had a team like this in a really long time, and... As someone who loves sports, you always want to see your team be successful. And this eight-game winning streak, it just proves that the Knicks are a serious potential title contender in the next couple of years. Like, having a really good young team and a really good coach is a really good combination. So, Julius Randle, shout out to you, dude. You're a savage. He just continues to put the team on his back. And the Knicks won in overtime on Wednesday night. 137-127 against the Hawks. Julius Randle, 40 points. Another great performance in an MVP caliber type season. I honestly think that like he is definitely a candidate at this point in the season. He literally has put the team on his back time and time again and has just been proving to be a great leader for the Knicks, and he's been leading the way. R.J. Barrett, he had a solid night, 16 points. Reggie Bullock, 6 for 11 from three-point range, 18 points. Four assists, three rebounds. Emmanuel quickly providing the spark that the Knicks needed to get the job done. And the Knicks were able to get the job done and push the game to OT. And an injury to Trey Young, which is obviously unfortunate. He's one of my favorite players. So that kind of sucks. He went down with, it looked like an ankle injury. He finished with 20 points. Clint Capella, 25 points. He also got hurt. Kevin Herter, he was shooting pretty well, but went cold. Thank God. And the Knicks got away with the victory. Eight in a row. I'm hyped. They continue to be successful, man. And now we have a full game lead over the Boston Celtics. And we're in the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. And that's pretty much the best that they could probably be. Being that it's a three and a half game difference between Milwaukee and the Knicks right now for the third seed and then three games between the Bucks and the Nets for the second. So the Nets have a lot of work to do also. Obviously not having 
James Harden and Kevin Durant is a detriment to their team as a whole, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get it done. They didn't look good the other night. And I I need to see the whole team together, and we haven't seen that much this year at all. So we got to get Kevin Durant back for the Nets. James Harden has to return from his injury also, and he had a setback, apparently. That was the news yesterday. So the Nets... They play tomorrow against the Celtics on ESPN at 7.30. And the Knicks play on Saturday at 1 o'clock against the Raptors. Looking for the ninth win in a row. This is the longest win streak in a really long time. If you're a New Yorker, you're definitely hyped about this. If you don't watch basketball, you're probably still probably hyped about this. So, yeah. The Knicks are definitely going to be able to at least try to get some free agents in the offseason. At least they're going to be able to be a more desirable place to go. I mean, one is New York. It's one of the biggest cities. It's the Mecca. Madison Square Garden. Who doesn't want to play in Madison Square Garden? And if we could somehow get Zion to New York and return to R.J. Barrett, the tandem that they had at Duke was a legendary one, and they're very good friends. So if we could get Zion back to one of his good friends, that would be one thing, and then who knows, maybe we could get Devin Booker or someone along those lines. The Knicks are definitely going to be able to get some better names, especially if they continue to be successful. So I just got done watching the press conference for UFC 261. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, too. And it's one of three title fights that's going on. Valentina Shevchenko fighting Jessica Andrade. And John Wade Lee fighting Rose Namajunas. It's going to be a great night of fights. It's on pay-per-view, though. So they get you for $69.99, unfortunately. Yeah. It sucks being a UFC fan. It definitely uh, takes a hit on your bank account, but uh, shout-out to Stimulus Check. (laughs) Thank you. That basically uh, funds my UFC fandom for that. So Anyway, moving on. Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal just got done with their press conference, like I just mentioned, and it was pretty entertaining. Kamaru Usman, he kind of just, like, plays off, like, whatever – Fuck, whoever says it. And Jorge Masvidal seems determined that he's fighting in his home state of Florida. Obviously, this fight is in Jacksonville in front of a packed crowd for the first time in over a year because of COVID and shit. So, 
Yeah, I'm sure the energy in that arena is going to be insane for this fight. Jorge Masvidal, game bred, the Florida-born street fighter turned UFC knockout artist, obviously best known for sending Ben Askren into a different dimension with his knee. And, yeah, this is obviously a rematch for the welterweight title, and Kamaru Usman looks to become an even bigger legend in the sport of MMA. I'm looking forward to this fight. Obviously, we saw this earlier in the year, and it ended how it ended. Kamar Usman was stomping on Jorge Masvidal, and that's something that he just mentioned, that he has a better plan to like stay away from Kamar Usman's foot stomps on him. So that was basically how that fight went. He basically got him on the ground, and it was like that. So I guess we're going to see if it's more of like a stand-up fight this time, and looking forward to it. And then Zhang Weili, obviously she came off one of the best women's fight with uh, Joanna Jerjacek. That was a while ago, and she hasn't fought since COVID started, so she's fighting a former champion. And Rose Namajunas is going to be a very violent fight, two high-level mixed martial artists, two dangerous strikers so this is going to be very interesting then the third title fight Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade Valentina Shevchenko has become quite the legend in the sport she seems to be untouchable when she stays on her feet and she's able to kick her opponent's lights out and finish fights very effectively so She's been a very dominant champion, and she looks to keep her title reign going. Then Uriah Hall facing Chris Weidman in a rematch they fought a while ago, a very long time ago. And Chris Weidman, Long Island Zone, he's representing... And it's going to be a great fight also. Chris Wyden said in an interview with Ariel Hawani the other day, he wants to be a middleweight champion again. And obviously he beat Anderson Silva for the middleweight championship back in the day. And he went on to have an interesting career. And he's definitely an inspirational fighter. So looking forward to that fight also. And then Anthony Linehart Smith, he's been around forever, one of the true professionals of the sport, facing Jimmy Crute, 12 and 1, up and coming. That's going to be a great, violent fight. Yeah, there's a lot of great fights on this, so definitely tune in. The NFL draft is next week, a week from today. I cannot wait. 
who is going to get drafted where. I'm really interested to seeing how the top 10 really plays out. Really the top 11 because the Giants pick 11th. But, you know, like, I want to see how the Jets really play this situation out. Are they going to take Justin Fields as a wild card? Who the fuck knows? That's the big debate right now between Zach Wilson or Fields. Who's going to be the more equipped quarterback for the New York Jets? And who is going to be the next quarterback that's going to be added to the list of potential failures? They've had quite the resume in that department over the years, but you know, like, it's going to be determined next week. And obviously, I'm interested to in seeing where the Giants are thinking right now. Are they going to try to go for another offensive threat or a defensive threat? We could use a linebacker, we could use a wide receiver, who knows? We could use an offensive lineman. We could use a lot of things that can help Daniel Jones. And obviously, that's a main question for this season. Is Daniel Jones going to be able to be the quarterback that the Giants have been wanting him to be? He's been showing glimpses of him being a very athletic quarterback and he's able to break out and use his running to his advantage. Like, obviously, we saw last year with his viral run where he tripped over himself, but, like, he has, like, some speed that we haven't really seen all of yet, so really looking forward to football season. It can't come soon enough, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Peace out, guys.